Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Happy Sabbath, Sister Kathleen, to you and the rest of the BTC family around the world. It was a really blessed uh, giving God thanks in singing. And I would Amen. like to join the others in singing, I must tell Jesus. Brother Hamilton say, don't give, an, give up on us, Lord, and he won't give up on us. If we be faithful to him, he will be faithful to us. But we must tell him what we're going through. So I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear me. Burdens alone, I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me, Jesus alone, I must tell Jesus, all of my troubles. He is a kind, compassionate friend. If I but ask him, he will deliver. Make up my troubles quickly and end. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear these burdens alone. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me, Jesus alone. Oh, how the world to evil allures me. Oh, how my heart is tempted to sin. I must tell Jesus and he will help 
me over the world, the victory to win. I must have Jesus. I must have Jesus. I cannot bear these burdens alone. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Jesus can help me. Jesus alone. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear these burdens alone. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me. Jesus alone. Amen. Only Amen. Jesus alone can help Amen. us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Sister Walters, for blessing us with that song and a reminder that we must tell Jesus only he can help us. Praise God. Thank you so much, and thank you, everyone, again, for taking part in the program tonight. Just want to before we go into our um, speaker for the night, I just want to remind everyone of some announcements. Uh, first announcement that we will be having a 21 days of prayer and fasting starting on June the 1st to June the 21st. So mark your calendars for that powerful time in the Lord of Prayer and Fasting. We This will be our second 21 days of prayer and fasting that we've done. If you remember last year, if you're on the prayer line and you did it last year, you know how blessed you were. And this year we're going to do it again, backed by the popular demand, I guess you would say. So we'll be doing that again. Also, just a reminder that we are still seeking donations for the Verona family in Jamaica who lost their 12 year Veron's family who lost their 12-year-old daughter, or granddaughter, sorry. Um, they're looking for help there for donations to rebuild their family home. And also remember Debbie-Anne, help for her and her five children in St. Lucia. So you know who you need to get in touch with. Uh, you go on the Buttons for Christ website to make your donations, or you get in touch with Sister Michelle and um, you'll be able to be assisted with that. Thank you very much for listening to these announcements. And at this time, I ask that you will get ready, prepare your minds and hearts to be blessed by hearing the word from God's manservant. You haven't heard from him in a while. I can call him our guest speaker tonight, who will be presenting the word to us, none other than Brother Patrick Baker. Good evening and happy Sabbath, Brother Patrick. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Kathleen. Yes. I'm the guest speaker. I have been on for a while. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Happy Sabbath to everyone. And I was just so blessed with the songs and with the testimonies. Praise the Lord. Okay. The Lord has given me a word tonight. But before I get into the word, um, long time I haven't taken any questions. I'm going to be taking about five questions. And please... 
um, if you could, you know, especially our first time visiting friends, if there's a spiritual warfare question that you have and you need some answers and you want to ask me directly, right now you have the opportunity to unmute your phone, just tell me where you're calling from, and if you have a question that is bothering you and you want it to be answered, I'm going to spend the time in doing five questions, and then I'm going to go right into the Word. Okay, praise the Lord. Who wants to be first? Father Patrick, I'm Hi. not a guest. I'm not first time, but I have something that is on my heart. This is Sister Walters, and I am calling from Silver Spring, Maryland. And um, my grandson was... Uh, by our choir director, he took him like a son, and um, he has hurt my grandson a lot, and my grandson now doesn't believe in God anymore, and, you know, the whole nine yards of it, and um, it is really a bother to him and my grandson is not the only young man that this individual has hurt he has hurt a lot of young boys at the academy where he was the uh, music uh, teacher and so um I, I just would like you to shed some light on something like that and, you know, how we can reach out to allow my grandson to forgive and, um, you know, to help him to get over this hurt that well, he's feeling. Okay, then. Okay, we have to definitely... And put him on the prayer list and pray that the Lord will deliver him. And on last Thursday night, I spoke a little bit about that. And we can encourage people who may not be going through the same situation or may not be aware that the church, we should not let our guards down because the devil goes to church and the devil wants to hurt, especially the children, the young people so that they will be inflicted with this pain right through their lives. So, you know, it, it, it's hard to say, you know, you know, a lot of times we go through this thing and we say, forgive, forgive, you know, but how do you deal with the pain and what do you tell a young man? I think um, I'm going to see what we can do if I could reach out to him directly because we have done several cases like that. And what it is, there's a spirit of brokenness because he opened up himself along with many others. And I hope that he's charged. And, you know, so I hope so, you know. So um, we have to definitely reach out because that's an open door. And a lot of people don't come back to the church because of similar situations. So we can only encourage parents and especially young parents that when your children go to church, don't just open the door and say, this is safe. And I did share the testimony of 
a man who was a pedophile who was in the church and affecting many families. And when I confronted him, he told me that he was molested by one of the Pathfinder leaders back home. And that's how he started, and he needed help. And he was crying and said, please help me. So broken people always go and destroy others. So, sister, it's a tough situation. I think we're going to be praying and and when I say I think, I'm going to try to see if we can reach out to see if we can speak to him directly because there's some baggages there that needs to be broken and before he himself is destroyed. So we're going to talk more about it. It's a very deep situation, and everybody listening will be praying for you, Sister Walters, and your grandson, knowing that God is still able to mend what is broken. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? So we'll address it. Could you just remind me? Send me a text, Sister Walters, so we can address it. Hi, Brother Patrick. Hello, Elder Patrick. This is Sister Irene. Let's go with Sister Irene first. Yes. And then we'll take the gentleman. Okay, Sister Irene, go ahead. Yeah, I have a question because somebody has asked me this. As a matter of fact, two questions, but I don't know how to answer them. One is about things we eat, and the person quoted Timothy chapter 4, verse 4, and I will read what it says. It says, for every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And the person was talking about how, you know, we Adventists, we say you don't eat this, you don't eat this. But in the New Testament, God said, you know, the Bible said that everything, you know, every creature of God is good. How do I answer? Mm -hmm. The Lord doesn't contradict himself. And the Lord gives in Leviticus. Yeah, we're exactly. getting a feedback. I don't know. We're getting a feedback on the line. I don't understand. It's a technical team. I'm getting a feedback. But anyway, the Lord doesn't con- contradict himself. When he lists the animals that we can eat and what we should not eat, mm. everything, sister, is within context. I cannot go and bless a scorpion and eat the scorpion. You know? Mm. You can't just go out there and bless anything, a snake and all different things that you know is not good for your body. You know, so it's within context. And I think um, we'll probably address it on a Tuesday night. I'm going to ask Sister Michelle if she could just make note of this and let me have more time to address it. But definitely the Lord doesn't contradict himself. And he tells us clearly what we should eat and not eat. So if the Lord says that and then come back and say he can eat anything, then it's definitely contradicting. So it's within context. Lots of times we have to read within the context of the chapter during that time. So we'll deal with it a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay thank you. Can I okay, ask my said, second question? Okay, then go ahead with your second question. I'm okay, the second question. Oh, yeah. No. 
The second question is about generational causes. It's the same person you say, how come is it that it's only black people talk about generational causes? Look at what the, the, the Europeans did to black people, what they are still doing to black people. You don't hear any descendants of even those slave trade traders in Europe or around. You don't hear any one of them or any of their descendants talking about generational causes and they continue to prosper. And okay. it's only the, okay. the black people always talking about generational causes. Okay, let me just talk about it. Just, um, during working in this ministry, I've seen various cultures. And when you talk about different cultures involving heavy spiritism, when you talk about Canada here, the height of spiritism is not even a little fraction of, of our culture, black. So, and when you look at prosperity, prosperity is not the material things that the person has. The little that the righteous have supersede all the, you know what I mean? So contentment, if we look at it the perspective that we are so contented with the one dumpling other than the man with all the material things because we know where that is going to end. The word says it's better for, it's going to be easier for a man, for a, a poor man other than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So pretty much, if you were to go to the cultures in Canada, when it comes to Italians and Portuguese and Spanish and these cultures, they have some high-level lodge that you never heard of because we are not involved in their culture, so we don't hear about it. But generational curses, it's international. The devil is not any respect of anybody. He will destroy you while there's blood going to your veins. So that's just a myth, my sister. It's just because we are within our culture, so we always hear it. But when you go, oh, man, you got to sit down and talk to me and I tell you about some different culture and some witchcraft that you never heard those level before. It's far supersedes. But the devil is the devil. He operates everywhere. He goes with the same demon and he moves from Haiti to Jamaica to every country. And he may just call himself a different name. But it is he. We know him. Okay, we'll take the gentleman. Go ahead, my brother. Yes, how how you doing, Elder Patrick? This is Brother Harold. Yes, yes, my brother. Um, my ahead. question is Yes, um my question is um okay. Uh, I've been having powerful experiences with the Lord, um with um as uh I've been praying for my sister, Alexandra. Um, the Lord would deliver her. But for some reason, it's like the like she'll be she'll be fine for a couple of days, like um, she was good for a couple of days, and then this morning, it's like it's always it always ends up on a Friday morning that she like the issues come back again. But then today she's telling me that because uh, this, this it's like the things get so complicated, 
especially when my mom gets involved and stuff like that, she'll bring her to like a Sunday church and this and that. And um, <clears throat> my sister was telling me um, while I was when I was praying for her and stuff like that that the uh, I guess the, the the pastor, a woman pastor, was telling her that the Lord told her not to pray for my sister anymore. <laughs> Yeah, actually, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, but I, I always tell my sister, you know, because mom, every time, okay, uh, I think it was, how can I say it? Like, yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That basically my question is this. Um, is it possible? I know, I know, it, I know, I know the possibility could be there, but, the thing is that the late the the pastor is always telling my sister that the Lord is telling her my sister because um, she basically told my sister that um, she needs to come more often to her to their fasting, and she said that like because every time my sister gets sick, my mom would bring her to that church, and then uh, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so. So now, I guess the last time they went over there, the, I guess the pastor told my sister that the Lord said, um, "Don't continue praying for her." So wow. uh, that, that's okay. the question okay. I have. So like, okay, my brother, yeah. I got your point. Yeah, that's the question. I got your point. Uh-huh. That, right, right. that is very heavy for those who are online. I know, brother Harold, that. Alexandra is under heavy attack. We've been praying. You've seen the deliverance with her. You heard. And every time the demon goes, the demon comes back. Well, let me tell you this, my brother. You know, and Alexandra know that we worship the true God. We have the truth. We are Seventh-day Adventists, the Sabbath God we worship. You know what I mean? So therefore, the devil hates us. And if the devil hates us, He's not going to want you. You, you, brother Harold, is a genuine gentleman who loves the Lord. I watch you and see how you put out everything to the Lord. And for the Lord to tell him that, that you shouldn't pray for your sister, that doesn't match up in any scriptures. You know, it's the devil talking to him, my brother. You don't have to ask because, you know what? First of all, when you're an Adventist, you can't be going somewhere else to be prayed for because they will pray spirit in your body. You know what I mean? So it's very complicated because you have you on one side who said the Adventist, the mother who goes to the Sunday church and there's a battle. They realize that you are the one standing in the gap. And if they get you out, the enemy will have dominion over your sister. So no God from heaven is going to tell you to stop praying. Hello, my brother. So exactly. you just need to keep praying. Amen. And we need to, you need to, if you're praying five times, you need to double it up to 10. Listen, the word oh, tonight, yeah, I'm going to talk about. <laughs> Amen. We, we're here with you, brother. And yeah, I, pray, I, pray, I, pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. Go ahead. Yeah, I pray for her. I, I, I witnessed the Lord, like, when I would pray for her, it's like I would definitely sense a presence in the house, and it's not the uh, it's not a it's not a spirit of evil or nothing like that. It's like a spirit of peace, and then that the healings just happen like my sister like 
like I'll just finish praying for her and then the Lord would answer the prayer and then all the pain would go away and my sister would be, would be all right, no vomiting, no nothing. But then mm-hmm. after a couple of days, then it's like the thing comes right back upon her again. Then I would have to go through the same process again. So it's like, but I, I, I tell my, I have discussions with my mom and I tell her like, she's making things more complicated. But you know, my well, mom, she wasn't that bad. You need to do more praying more than even talking to her because she's not comprehending your mom right now. So you got to do more praying and less right. communication with her. And we have everybody listening right. and people going to be praying you up. And and you know already, when the devil keeps coming back, you know, a lot of people remember when we pray for her, what happened. We remember the last time the devil led her to the train right. line just a few weeks ago, tried to kill her on the train line. Right. She have a tall purpose, mm-hmm. and we're asking everybody listening tonight, double up the prayer for Sister Alexandra. I know somebody, one of my friends, sent me a message and said we need to go on either a six or seven day fasting, like strict fasting before we pray for her. So some powerful things needs to be broken, but the Lord is still in charge. You know what I mean? And we're going to see Alexander be delivered. So I'm asking everybody tonight, double up the prayers. Thank you, brother. Just remain strong, brother. The Lord is going to come through. You know what I mean? The Lord is going to come through. I'm going to try and call you also and talk more about it because we've got to approach this this situation. Okay. Thank you, brother Harold. I'll take one more. I'll take one more. I'll take one more person. Good evening. Happy Sabbath, Brother Patrick. My sister Andrea. Yes. I have a question. Yes, happy Sabbath, my sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first question is, um, the pasty print, is there anywhere, because I've been trying to research the different prints that you have talked about and um, different symbols and stuff, is there anything that you have out there that I can go to and, you know, to find a better understanding? You know, I just got rid of um, a lot of those things, but, um, you know, and it's just like the spirit told me just don't get it, but I'm, I don't understand the reason behind it. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to, I know there's a few people even listening right now who have researched it, and... And they have found the origin and what it symbolizes with the worship. Okay, so we're going to arrange something to send you a link or something where you can go a little bit deeper. And I know there's about three or four persons I know tonight who are listening, who have researched it. And the Lord showed us that a very long time. So we're going to work on that and get you some info, and that's the right thing. We don't want to do anything unless you research it and you are convinced, you have asked the Lord, because this is a wicked world, and we have to use wisdom. Praise the Lord. Thank you, then, Sister Andrea. We'll definitely get you some information. And I know somebody suggested that very soon we're going to put up some things on the site. You know, where you can go on the website and see some of the accursed things and know what they are. Okay. Oh. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm going to get into the word. 
right now. And every so often we'll take some questions and able to share. You know, amazingly, the Lord asked me again to speak about David, the man after God's own heart. You know that about a few years back, the Lord gave me a revelation and told me to study David in depth, and I still haven't done it. And he came back again not too long and told me, study David the way David prayed. If you want to be a prayer warrior, you got to study the Psalms. you got to study how David deals with situations. So I just glanced through, and if you notice, one of the Psalms that we use is Psalms 3. And I've tried these Psalms hundreds of times, and when somebody is really possessed, they will read these Psalms, and then the devil will, will shut their mouth. Or they will become mute. They will be muted during reading Psalms 3. And it, Psalms 3 was when David was running from his son Absalom. But do you know who David really is? David coming from Jesse's line. And he's the father of Solomon. And you know that David was a warrior. David is the same one that take on and he took on Goliath, and he was just a young man. If you notice that David was a shepherd that lived amongst the animals, he was no plain around person. He was a true soldier for the Lord. As a matter of fact, Psalms 3 verse 1 says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Father in heaven, cover us now with your word and let the word go forth with fire unto every home that is listening in Jesus' name. Okay, the word says, it says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which save my soul. There is no help for me in God. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. I cry unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. You know, David expressed himself as the warrior in prayer. And that's what God wants today. When we come to the mercy seat, we're not coming as any wimpy Christian. We're coming solid and want to talk to the Lord. If you notice in, in, in Psalms um, the 23rd Psalms, when David was in the field, David was in the field, and David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, do I walk to the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Mercy. When David used the Psalms, he's so powerful. Okay, let's look at, so I'm just going to read some before I get to the main point. Look at Psalms 27. David says, The Lord is my light 
of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Lord of mercy, though an host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war shall rise against me. In this will I be confident. Lord, mercy, mercy, mercy. Okay, back up to Psalms 18. We're talking about our house here, Virgin. Go back to Psalms 18. I'm, I'm just trying to show you something about the warrior named David. Psalms 18. Listen, verse 17. Look at verse 17, what it says. Now, as a matter of fact, before 17, let's, let's stop at, at verse 2. He said, the Lord is my rock. Mercy. Who is your rock? my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom will I trust? My buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high power, I will call upon the Lord who is, is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. He knows how to pray, brethren. Hello, somebody. Look at verse 17. He delivered me from the strong enemy. And from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. David knows how to pray. It's going to get deeper, brethren. It's going to get deeper. Let's look at Psalms 35, verse 1. David says, Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of the shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Listen, David is a warrior when it comes to prayer. I'm telling you, David knows how to pray. Look at Psalms 37. Just turn over to Psalm. 37, very powerful. Psalm 37, verse 1, David says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like a grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, he says, and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Mercy, mercy. This man knows how to pray. No wonder the Lord says we should be like David. We should emulate. We should imitate him. Okay, let's go right up to Psalms 109. You don't, you don't know, brethren, how powerful the man of God is, the man who prays. Look at Psalms 109. Some people say this Psalms 109 is so serious that you're afraid and tremble when you read it. Look at verse 8. It says, Let his days be few. Let another take his office. Let the children be fatherless and his wife a widow. 
Look at verse 12. Let there be none to extend mercy unto him. Neither let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Mercy, 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 Lord. David knows how to pray. I want to turn to the, the Psalms that the Lord gave me tonight. He gave me Psalms 12. And I, I look at it and I say, David is a warrior. Why did you give me Psalms 12, Lord? There's something changed. And, and when I read Psalms 12, I tried to put it together. And I was struggling because nobody knew what David was going through. If David was a warrior who was able to take on Goliath. But in Psalms 12, we see a different David. Something was about to conquer David. And I look at it. You know what it is? It's gossip. Gossip in the tongue. Lord of mercy. When I see that, I said, if David could fight Goliath and trust in you and give everything over to you, Lord, but somebody is gossiping about David. Let's go to verse 1 of this and hear what it says. David was in a place. I don't know what he was going through, if he was lonely, if he was sad. I don't know, because sometimes we are on fire for the Lord, but something will transform within our lives and get us into a stupor and put us in a miry where we can just look up and say, help me, Lord, Abba. David is in a stupor. It seems like he's going through something emotional. We don't know. If it was before Bathsheba, we don't know what happened at the time period when I looked through it. But David was going through something. And we have our highs and our low. Last week made a high time for you. And this week made a low. You know, this evening, my sister called me from Jamaica. I don't know if she's on the line right now. And when she... The first word she said when I answered, she said, you're hungry. And I started to laugh to say, you know what? You're right. I'm eating all day. <laughs> and I started to laugh. And she said, I know you. She said, I heard you speak. I know you're hungry. You know, so you have your time. People will see you. And David is a man on fire. He's a warrior. But here now, he cried unto the Lord in a different way. Follow me now. Verse 1, he said, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. Lord, understand this now. Look within the spiritual realm. When, when I look at this, I say, Lord, show me something powerful about the scripture. Why? If you look at it again, it says, help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth. So he's saying like my spiritual, I used to be a prayer warrior on fire, but all of a sudden my back is against the wall. And it seems like I'm not in existence. As a matter of fact, it says, for the faithful fail, or you could say the faithful disappear from the sons of men. My words have nothing else again. People are putting me down. 
That's what the tongue does. If the tongue could get a man who's a warrior, God is warning us about gossiping and about the tongue. The tongue is deadly. A lot of us look at people and just say things about people and listen to others and gossip. David was praying because people were gossiping and he was disabled. It, it got to him. And here what verse 2 said, he said, they speak vanity, everyone with his neighbor. A double heart do they speak. Do you know what a double heart is? You ever see anybody with two hearts? It meant that you are jacker on one side today, tomorrow you are on the other side. You listen to what people have to say, you carry it and you go say something. You're not stable. You have two hearts. Double-minded gossipers. David was saying they speak to their neighbors. I don't know the situation David was going up to, but he was being tested. And as a man of God, they were talking down and talking bad things about him. That's why the Lord says the tongue is deadly. Gossiping is destroying people and the fabric of the church today because people are always listening. Some people claim that they are not gossipers, but they're always hearing though. God is saying to us today, if gossiping could disable a warrior and have him on his knee in this time of sadness and despair, it shows that the devil used this deadly weapon of the tongue to slaughter and put down God's people, and it's deadly. The words that come from our mouth must be like salt. It must be encouraging. It must be like seasoning. The Lord is saying something is going on. And David took it to heart. He went to God and says, the people, Lord, get double-hearted. They're saying one thing. And then a little bit of the warrior shifting in verse 3, you see. When David come out and says, the Lord shall cut off all the flattering lips and the tongue speak at proud kings, all the prideful people who put people down in the church and gossip about who's taking offices and what they're doing, just sit in the church, the same place, and gossip. These are some prideful people. And David is saying, we don't want to find ourselves and decide. The Lord hates people that gossip, prideful look, a pride and gossip work together. They travel together to destroy God's people, God's elect. David was a man after God's own heart, and he was disabled by hearsay, hearsay and gossiping. God is calling us tonight to a higher calling that we should put and control the tongue. Mercy. The tongue is hard to control, you see. Because when somebody tells you something and you know it's a secret, 
You can't wait. You're just bubbling to get out of that meeting to go tell somebody. And if you even tell it straight, you know, but you're not even carrying the message straight. The Lord is telling you that the devil uses the, the deceitful, the, the lying tongue to destroy people, God's people in the last days. God is warning us on the line tonight to say, listen, we got to shape up. This is one of the tools the devil is going to use to disable God's people in the last days. A man like David who destroyed Goliath is now disabled because people are calling and talking about him bad things. And David on his knees and said, Lord, cut them off. Verse 4 says, Who has said with our tongue will we prevail our lips are our own? Who is the Lord? David is even saying they are, they are boasting and say, who is your God? Can your God stop us from talking about you? Who do you think you are? David was explaining to the Lord, said, they're even boasting and asking, who are you, Lord? He said, that's why the Lord wanted me to study about David, study how to pray against the adversary, against Satan's tool, how to go into the mercy seat and pull out some weaponry for the Lord. You don't understand it, brethren. God wants us to be vigilant. God wants us to go down on our knees like David, our knees rubbing us. I said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, man, God wants us to come and say, fret not thyself because of evil doers. You know what I mean? He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God wants us to come and cling to him and call to him and use the word against the enemy. That's what God wants us to do. Christian, it's high times. And if gossiping could knock down a man like David, having him sad and weak and despair, you know what I mean? You gotta look back when he says, Lord help me, for the godly man speaks it. My Christianity is going away. For the faithful fail, the faithful disappearing amongst the children. My Christian and my soldier can't even come out. You don't get it. David is saying, they're subduing me because of gossiping. The thing about it that David did not call somebody and complain, he called on Jesus. We got to learn how to fight. Now, when you go for something, go down on your knees like Brother Harold. He's wrestling. And one day, an angel may just appear with him and say, I'm going with you to deliver your sister. I'm telling you. The angel may just show himself and he see the sword and say, let's go. That's when we pray without ceasing. That's when we come to the mercy seat like David. Ten thousand shall fall at thy side, but they shall not come like thy dwelling. I'm telling you, what a God we serve. What a mighty rock we serve. What a rock of, rock of ages we serve. You don't understand this God. Listen, the Lord answers prayer in verse 5. In verse 5, when the Lord sees, 
You see, David says, <laughs> you know what I mean? David says, listen, the Lord don't ask for anything but a contrite heart. You see, when David penned Psalm 51, when he says, create to me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. You know, purge me with this up that I may be clear. Wash me that I may be whiter than snow. Those are deep encounter with God when David fall on his knees and pour out to our God and Savior. It shakes the fabric of heaven. You don't understand it. You see Psalms 18. You see uh, in Psalms 18 are Second Samuel 22 when David was in trouble and he called out the Lord. It says the Lord thundered down and Arrow came out of his nostril. Wow, wow. Oh, Lord have mercy. This is too powerful. We're talking about a warrior here, and we're talking about what gossiping can do. But praise God, on his knees, he started gaining some strength. Hallelujah. God answered David in verse 5. He says, For the oppression of the poor. For the sign of the needy, now will I arise. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. I will set him in sympathy from him that profit at him. God is saying, listen, David, I hear you. All those people who are gossiping, I'm going to mute them. I'm going to put you in safety. I'm going to put you behind the defense line, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to put the armor upon you. Ephesians 6 from verse 10. Finally, brethren, destroy the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that I may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. God is saying, I'm going to put you in safety when we stay on our knees in Jesus' name. That's the power. God we serve, he's going to put you in safety. He cried out to David and said, listen, I'm going to answer. And in verse 6, the words of the Lord are pure. You know, you know, David received it. Hallelujah. You know, when the Lord stand up for you, you got to receive it. You got to give him some praises. David just it on his knee and he said, Lord, hallelujah. You got to get it. Verse 16 says, the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in furnace. It's more than gold now. It takes more fire to make silver. You don't understand here. He's looking from a different perspective. We used to talk about the furnace and the gold, but here he's talking about shining white silver. Hallelujah. He said again, listen, virgin, the words of the Lord are pure words, are silver tried in furnace of earth, purified seven times. That's the power of the word of God, that it will rip down, tear down, destroy. That's the word of God. If you trust God, it will destroy all the gossiping around you. It will put you in sanctity in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's the I am we serve. You don't understand this I am. Verse 7 says, Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from the generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest man are exhausted. You don't understand it. 
you don't understand it. It's so powerful. I need an next hour with this Psalms. God is so powerful. This just brings you relief today. God is saying we need to be like the psalmist. We're going to have our high and lows, but we got to know how to pull out the weaponry of prayer. We got to know how to come against the adversary. We got to know to come against the evil force and call on the great Ayah. Call on the Jehovah Nisi. Call on the great God who we worship. Thank you, calling him. And no gossiping will pierce you. No negative words will bring you down. If it bring you down, it's going to bring you on your knees. Hallelujah. May God just be with you tonight. May this word pierce your bones. And may we want to fight. And call on the God of fire. Call on the hallelujah glorious God. to come and draw his sword and fight for us in the last days. God is looking for warriors. He's not looking for passive people who just cry, cry, cry. We need to call on the great Jehovah Nisi. God is calling you tonight to call on him. He's ready to come and deliver his people. Let us be soldiers of the Lord and join the Lord's army. May God just bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you. This is my humble prayer in Jesus' name. God bless you. We now have the prayer request in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.